You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very, very, very good Tuesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. See what I did there? Back to back to back. Very good morning. Very nice. Marlins Rewind, Stephen Strom. Marlins win 5-1 to one, courtesy of back to back to back home runs. Jorge Soler, Luis Arise, Josh Bell. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Oh, what a boatload of fun here at Lone Depot Park tonight. Marlins, for the first time since July of 2020, go back to back to back to break open this puppy in the bottom of the eighth inning. Braxton Garrett gave him five shutout on the mound in game one of this three-game series between the Marlins and the Astros. Goes to Miami by a final score of 5-1. to one. Thanks for tuning in to the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff and Nelly. I'm going to start right there, man. Like Before we break this thing down, this is fun. The, the, the joy, the, just the pure, unadulterated joy in the eighth inning when they go back to back to back after what was really a stressful ball game was a ton of fun to see. It was very stressful all the way till the eighth inning. You didn't know what was going to happen. And you have three home runs right in a row, back to back to back. Solaire, Arise, and Bell. You know, you just look in the clubhouse and, I mean, in the dugout and, and see how much fun they're having. And, you know, Skip Schumacher has said it many a times that they, they're a team that never feels like they're out of it. And that's a very dangerous team when, you know, a lot of times and we've seen over the years here, especially that once they've gotten behind, uh, you know, forget it. You just, you know, pack it in, even in the seventh inning, pack it in. Not with this team. This team, no matter what they feel, they feel, hey, if we're four or five runs down, we can come back. And they're doing it. And every everybody down, up and down that lineup, you look in the second inning or the third inning when you had the bottom, you had Fortes and Birdie come through. And then you look at the eighth, the top of the lineup comes through. So everybody up and down, one through nine, is doing their part to help this team win. And, you know, whether these guys are, are looking up at the scoreboard or the standings and seeing where they are in the, in the wild card, you know, who knows what these guys are shooting for? Maybe they are shooting, saying, hey, you know what? We may not win the division because the Braves are so good, but we're going to shoot for that top of the wall, that top wild card. It's a heck of a night. I mean, this has been a lot of fun here this evening. Um, how about Braxton Garrett? I mean, he goes five shutout. I mean, that, that was really impressive the way they were knocking the ball around the yard. Yeah, he got in some really tough jams. You know, he got only faced three hitters in the first inning, but he gave up that hit to Altuve. Altuve had a really nice night. He was on base four out of the five times, had three hits himself. Uh, but that bases loaded jam in a second with one out. Got the key strike out to Myers, and then he got Maldonado, a little jam shot, a slider in on his kitchen, a little fly ball to birdie in shallow shortstop. And, and you know, really just battled. And he st- settled down after that second inning. A nice one, two, three in the third, one, two, three in the fourth, and then battled again in the fifth, had some traffic in the fifth and was able to get through that. Mel Stoudemire Jr. went out in that fifth inning to settle him down. He made his pitches. I mean, a lot of hard outs, but I tell you what, five shutout, that's exactly what the Marlins needed from him. So let's go to the bottom of the eighth inning then. Again, we've talked about this, Nelly, but how about the way that the complexion of this lineup has changed with Soler, who's really held his own weight this season and bell you know he goes deep and between that sandwich between those two arise who apparently is josh bell the birthday boy just told steven Strom downstairs he just calls a shot all the time there in the dugout 
Well, there he goes. Maybe, you know what? Wally, call him every single day because he's been electric since he's come over. And, you know, I, I've heard so many stories about how great a guy he is and, and a great guy in the clubhouse. Always been a good hitter. You know, he went over to Cleveland. You know, maybe it didn't just work out there. He comes over to a much more, it seems like a much more exciting team, the Marlins than the Guardians, and it's just been electric from both sides of the plate. He hit a home run in Cincinnati. That was the first time that any Marlins ever gone from both sides of the plate. And then he comes here, you know, at home in Low Depot Park in this series, a series against the Yankees, and then now starting it off against the Astros. It lengthens the lineup when you have a couple home run hitters to blend in with Soler. I mean, Soler was basically your only power threat. You had De La Cruz and Sanchez. You know, they had, you know, 14, 15 home runs. But you bring in a burger, a guy that if you make a mistake, he's going to hit you out. You have Bell. He's a veteran. He's been around a long time. He'll hit you out. So it lengthens that lineup. And then the bottom half wants to contribute as well. It's like nobody in this lineup wants to be left out. It's like, hey, you know, okay, the three, four, five guys, well, you know what, I know I'm hitting ninth, but I want to do it too. Right. And that's, that's what you love about this team, that it's just, you know, you pass the baton. It's the next man up. And, uh, you know, everybody doesn't want to lift, get left out. And when you have everybody in the lineup contributing, you have the bullpen contributing, you get some good starting pitching. It doesn't matter who they face. You know, they feel that they, they can beat anyone. All right, Nelly, that was a lot of fun tonight. I'll see you tomorrow night, game two of this series. And for the Marlins, tomorrow night we'll see Johnny Cueto. And for the Astros, we'll see Christian Javier. So I'll see you tomorrow night. Absolutely, Kyle. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to uh, all the hits from this one this evening. Marlins and the Astros, game one of a three-game series. Marlins had gone just 15-23 and 23 in the first game of a series this season. And are combined 45-30 and 30 in games two and three of series. So thinking, well, maybe it might not go well for the Marlins tonight. They've really struggled in game one of series this season. Well, it went okay. Braxton Garrett went opposite of Framber Valdez. Garrett worked around a leadoff single, got a double play that went four and assisted in the first. He worked out of a bases loaded, one out jam at the top of the second inning. And then he finally started to settle in. He was perfect in the third. Bottom of the third inning is when the Marlins struck tonight for the first time. They got a one out double from the number eight hitter, their catcher, Nick Fortes. And then John Birdie played at the first run of the ball game. One, two, line drive, left center field, the base hit for Birdie. The Marlins take the lead here in the bottom of the third. Birdie's got a double, an RBI. It's one nothing Miami. And so then with De La Cruz batting, Birdie stole third base. De La Cruz struck out swinging, and then the Marlins were down to their final out there in the bottom of the third, but John Birdie would cross the plate on a pass ball. Here's Jorge Soler back tonight, flew out to right field in his first at bat in the first inning. Now the pitch gets by Maldonado. Birdie's going to score. I thought that was a foul tip off the bat of Jorge Soler. He totally whiffed on it. So too did Maldonado. Birdie scores easily from third. That's probably going to be a pass ball, and the Marlins lead two to nothing. Yeah, it was a breaking ball, and... And then it was time to buckle up and uh, make sure you're not going anywhere. Sit back and, uh, well, you couldn't really relax because this was an edge-of-your-seat type thriller tonight. Garrett pitched a perfect fourth, and then he wiggled his way through a couple of men on base in the fifth inning. Braxton Garrett, and by the way, throughout this whole thing, Framber Valdez just started to totally settle down until it erupted on him at the bottom of the eighth inning. But, I mean, he was on cruise control after he allowed a couple of runs to give the Marlins a 2-0 lead in the third. Braxton Garrett pitched five innings tonight, did not allow a run, four hits, two walks, and a strikeout. Skip Schumacher called upon. 
Andrew Nardi in the sixth inning. He walked Alex Bregman, but then he retired Alvarez, McCormick, and Singleton. No damage done there. Seventh inning, however, we had ourselves a little bit of damage with Jorge Lopez on the mound. He allowed a leadoff single to Jeremy Pena. Then after a lineout by Jake Myers and a ground out by Martin Maldonado, Lopez was removed in favor of Tanner Scott, who had to face Jose Altuve. Two and two the count to Jose Altuve. This will be the ninth pitch of the at-bat. Here it is. It swung on hit high and deep. Left field. Garcia's back. He looks up. It's off the wall. It's going to play to run. Altuve's got a two-out RBI double. And now it's two to one Miami here at the top of the seventh inning. Now then Tanner Scott would walk Kyle Tucker before striking out Alex Bregman to get through the seventh inning with no further damage done. Astros leave a couple of men on base. They get a run on two hits in the seventh inning. Marlins, again, keep in mind, I mean, they were just going quietly. Uh, they just could not get a whole lot going after the two runs allowed by Valdez in the third offensively. Top of the eighth inning in a two-to-one ball game. Jordan Alvarez singled. So, too, did Chaz McCormick. There were runners at first and second base with nobody out for John Singleton, who flew out to left field for out number one. Tanner Scott still in the ballgame. He was being asked for an inning and a third of work tonight. So with Alvarez at second, McCormick at first with one out in the top of the eighth inning, Tanner Scott was facing Jeremy Pena. Scott's got a sign. He looks back at Alvarez at second base. The 1-2 pitch to Pena. Shot out towards short. Birdie's got it to a rise. Throws it to first. An inning-ending double play. That ball was smoked. The Astros have just been a crush in the baseball all night long. A big hang with them for John Birdie. An inning-ending twin killing that goes 6-4-3. Scott is out of the jam here in the eighth. No runs, couple of hits. No errors. One man left on. And, oh, my goodness, what a massive double play. The ball was about 95 miles an hour off the bat of Jeremy Pena, and it was a big hang with him for John Birdie. And Stephen made a great point during that half-inning break after the bottom or the uh, middle of the eighth inning. Keep in mind, John Birdie starting at shortstop for the first time in five days, and the last time he was out there, made a couple really bad errors against the Cincinnati Reds. What a bounce-back performance by John Birdie at the plate and in the field this evening. So it was 2-1, to one, Marlins with a lead, going to the bottom of the eighth inning, Framber Valdez was still into the ballgame for the Astros. There was two outs. There was nobody on base, but that would quickly change when Jorge Soler came to the plate. Guriel in the right spot. 1-2 pitch. Swung on hit high in the air. Deep left field. Get some legs. Stretch. It's gone. Soler with number 29. A little breathing room here at the bottom of the eighth. Marlins lead 3-1. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. The party was just getting started. We have now come to find out that Luisa Rice, who would follow Soler, called his shot. Whoopsies. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Arise. Swung on hit high and deep. Right field. Stay fair. It's off the pole. They go back to back. They're teeing off on Valdez here in the eighth inning. Oh, my goodness. Arise is fifth of the season. It's four. <laughs> and out came Dusty Baker Jr. to get Framber Valdez, who just totally unraveled with two outs in the eighth. He brought in the former Philadelphia Philly and now the veteran right-handed reliever Hector Neris, and Neris was facing the switch-hitting birthday boy Josh Bell. Marlins looking to go back-to-back-to-back to back to back in the eighth inning here tonight. 
One and one, the count to Bell, and the pitch, Warren hit high and deep, right field, they've done it! Back to back to back, for the first time since July of 2020, what on earth is going on here in Miami? Five to one, Marlins lead! <laughs> this is just, I mean, what are you saying? A fastball back to back to back. All right, so let me make one correction on this back-to-back-to-back note. It's not incorrect, but the last time the Marlins went back-to-back-to-back was indeed July of 2020, but it was on July 21st. Opening day in July, or in 2020, was not until the 23rd. That was actually in an exhibition game, so it's correct, but the last time the Marlins did it in a regular season game only happened one other time in franchise history. It was when Derek Lee, Cliff Floyd, and Kevin Ory went back-to-back-to-back on August 26th of 1998 at St. Louis in the ninth inning. So just the second such occurrence in a regular season game here tonight. Again, the last time they went back-to-back was in July of 2020, but that was in an exhibition game. That was not in a regular season game. That happened against the Atlanta Braves. So the Marlins go back-to-back-to-back here in the bottom of the eighth inning tonight. David Robertson got the baseball in the top of the ninth inning this evening. He issued a two-out walk to Jose Altuve, and then he was forced to face Kyle Tucker. Marlins leading 5-1. Top of the ninth inning. Altuve's at first with two outs. He takes off, and the pitch. Ground ball hit to first. Sliding stop by Gurriel. To his feet. To the bag. Ball game over. Marlins have won their 63rd game of the season. They go back to back to back in the bottom of the eighth inning. Game one between Miami and Houston goes to the Marlins, and they win it 5-1. to one. Well, Outstanding game from the Marlins. They just picked up where they left. Well, taking a look at the totals from this ball game tonight for Houston. One run, eight hits, no errors, and ten men left on base. And for the Miami Marlins, five runs, seven hits, no errors, and three men left on base. The winning pitcher tonight is Braxton Garrett, 7-3 this season. The losing pitcher, Framber Valdez, he falls to 9-8. Total time of game here at Lone Depot Park inside the air-conditioned comfort this evening in front of 13,263. That included 151 four-legged pups here tonight. We played tonight's ballgame in two hours and 37 minutes. In the victorious effort, the Marlins are now back to six games over 500 at 63-57. and 57. With the loss, the Astros are 68 in 52. For the Marlins on the mound tonight, how about two strikeouts? That was all this evening, and that means that $50 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 5-1 victory over the Astros. I know you guys are very comfortable in one-run ball games. You've won a lot of them this year, but how nice was it to, to go back, back-to-back home runs in the eighth, get those huge insurance runs? Yeah, those are really nice, especially against a team like that. That offense is – there's a lot of loud outs today. So um, I was totally okay with adding some insurance runs later. Um, you know, we had some loud outs too. So, But, um, but yeah, there was there were some hard-hit balls right out right out some guys from, from those guys. Um, we, had, we put together some good at-bats as well. They ran down in the outfield. But, uh, yeah, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, uh, you feel a lot more comfortable heading into the ninth. Braxton, five scoreless against a really good offense. What's it out to you about his start tonight? I think he'll tell you that he grinded through that one. Um, probably didn't feel like he had his best stuff. Um, didn't have all of his pitches working. Was kind of fighting himself. 
but for him to get through five innings uh, with no runs um, and get double plays at the right time was big for him and for us. Uh, we didn't have to go to the bullpen early or anything. And with Nardi and uh, Scott and um, Robbie all having pitched in four or five days, uh, we had we had plenty of bullpen arms ready to go. And um, and so for him to give us five was plenty for us enough for us to win. That second inning, bases loaded, one out for him to be able to get out of that with the way that things are going there, just how much that impacted him moving? Oh, it's a big part of the game. I mean, there's there's a couple times per game um, that the momentum can swing one way or the other. And when you have big – they have big name after big name in the middle of that lineup, top, bottom of the lineup. You never want to see any of those guys up with runners in scoring position. And for him to get out of that inning, I thought Nick Fortes got him out of that inning, uh, navigated that inning with him. Uh, really well, um, and so yeah, it was a, it was a big moment in that game for him to get out of that. The way that seventh inning kind of developed because Scott couldn't get Altuve out, he had like eighteen, twenty, almost twenty pitches. Did you consider maybe how you might maneuver the rest of that game, like you know, from the eighth on or no? Uh, Scott was going to go back out. We we uh, before the game started, we had Scott in the middle of that order late in the game, um, the meat of that order. Um, yeah, Altuve, what an unbelievable at bat he had. That that's a tough at bat. Um, found really good pitches off, taking really good pitches, and then obviously getting the double there. Um, but then Scott getting the uh, uh, Tucker out, you know, right after that was big part of the or not Tucker. Um, yeah, Tucker. Next, no, it wasn't Tucker. Yeah, it was Tucker. Yeah, next, next out. Yeah. Um, sorry, my head's spinning. Um, was a big part of the game, and so I think that. Um, no, he got Bregman out. He punched Bregman out, I think, didn't he? And then, he was right, and then it was yeah, the next yeah. inning was the double. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. So, yeah, sorry. It was a lot. Anyway, um, but I thought, yeah, so we, we uh, I thought about it, but because he had four or five days off, um, he had plenty of, of pitches in him. And that uh, after that, I don't think he was probably the sharpest he's been. Be- Scott is a guy that you have to pitch. Uh, he doesn't like having days off, um, and so you know, the more he pitches, the better he is. And uh, but he got out of some big, a big jam, and um, you know one of the reasons why we won. At that moment, why you felt Tanner was a better matchup than Lopez being the right against Jose? Yeah, uh, meet of the order. Uh, that's just uh, it's not that I don't have confidence in Lopi. Lopi's been great. That's four out of six for Lopi. Um, so that's a lot of pitches, a lot of games in a row. Scott has not thrown. Um, much at all lately and uh i felt like you know at that moment of the game if we were gonna get tied up or whatever it was and i just had scott just warming up and i didn't use him i would have been kicking myself so i'd rather go down with with scott if something happened um he's been arguably our best bullpen arm the whole year uh yes altuve is good righty lefty uh, it doesn't really matter who you're, you know, who he's up against. It's just, uh, it's not, not great uh, matchup for anybody. But you know, you try to get your the best guy with against their best guy and, and see what happens. And Altuve won that battle tonight. Uh, it was a great at bat. But you know, I, I trust Tanner. John Birdie opens up the scoring with a double, steals a base, scores on the pass ball. Is this kind of one of those games that just illustrates? the impact that he can have when he's out there. Uh, bottom of the order did well. You know, Nick Fortes lead off the, the double and then, and then Birdie followed it, and that, that was a big part of the game as well. And, yeah, I mean, John Birdie's – I haven't – we hasn't played in th- three days, I think, uh, that series at least, maybe a pinch hit, and that was it. Um, but he's always ready, and he's – like those spot starts, I didn't give him an easy guy. Like Valdez is good. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, doubles in a run, and 
uh, stolen base, scores a run. I mean, when you get that from your utility bench guy every time he starts, man, that is huge. And he played good defense today, too. Uh, big double play, turn, the, the ball's hit 150 miles an hour, it feels like. Um, he turned it no problem, and so it was a, it was a good day by Burt. In that eighth inning, so, I mean, Valdez, pretty dominant or, you know, very efficient throughout. What do you see maybe differently to go back-to-back? Was he tiring at all or just... I don't think he was tiring. So throwing 97 sinkers, and uh, the changeup was really effective against our guys. Uh, He put the curveball where he wanted it for strikes and buried it when he needed it. Um, It felt like he had 30 pitches through five innings. Uh, It's probably close to that. Um, He's a really good pitcher, and it's just... It's it's tough to game plan against... Um, and, you know, we just got to him, you know, late in the game. And uh, that was, you know, a huge at bat by you know, Soler. And obviously, Arise, you knew he was, wasn't going to go over. So he was going to get a hit at some point. Um, he actually called it, uh, told Brown he was going to hit a home run. So, I mean, it's just another story of, you know, Luis this year. And, um, and so, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's been swinging the bat really well in the uh, last, last series, last, this homestand, I should say. For a club that doesn't slug much, how good is it to see the three home runs in a row? Totally. And, uh, I mean, those are – when you can put up um, – you can change the score with one at-bat, per at-bat. You know, we haven't – we really have lacked that this year up and down the lineup except for maybe Soler, honestly. And and so for him to, you know, Bell and Arias now a couple homers last couple games and um, obviously Berger in the meat of the order. Yeah, I mean, when you can change the score, that's – that's a that's a big deal. You don't have to get five hits in a row. Although we don't preach it, it's nice to have that uh, you know in your lineup. Braxton Garrett didn't have his best stuff, but still managed to go five shutout innings. Gave up just four hits, punched out one. But that Astro offense is unbelievable. Braxton was able to tame him just a tad. Let's hear what Brax had to say after a start. Brax, you feel like this was a start that. Maybe there were a couple stressful innings, but you found a way to make the pitches you had to when you needed to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, didn't have my best stuff tonight, but you know, me and Nick battled hard. Uh, you know, we you know we didn't shy away. We knew we didn't have our best stuff, but we just you know made pitches, and you know we had a lot of defenders in the right position tonight for sure. Is this one of those starts where maybe even though you didn't have your best stuff, you still? figured out a way to hold a really, really good offense scoreless. Is, is that kind of the biggest takeaway that you try and, and look at with this one? Yeah, for sure. Um, that team's really good. They got a lot of good bats in the lineup, um, a ton of experience. And they're just all just tough outs. You know, watching video, you know, before is tough for a team like that. They've been swinging the bat pretty well, and it's, it's a little tough to find holes sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, we made pitches. We didn't shy away. Like I said, we competed hard and you know threw a few more changeups later in the game that were really good. So yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I, of course I want to be super sharp, but you know get through five scoreless is is a is good for sure. Bases loaded, one out in the second inning. Mel comes out to the mound, and it seems like something just flipped. What did Mel say to you, and how did you feel after that? I think it was ten in a row that you retired after that. Yeah, um, we just talked um, game planning going forward. Uh, I, I was maybe throwing a few too many fastballs and ahead in counts, and he wanted me to just throw some some spin, um, especially that at bat there to Myers right after the um, meeting. But yeah. It, I just kind of found a groove a little bit there to get in the zone. I just my fastballs weren't really on the edge; they were just catching a little bit more plate today. Um, 
But yeah, it was a good visit. We just we just wanted to throw a little bit more spin. Confidence-wise, what did that do to be able to get out of that jam and keep them to a zero there? Yeah, it was huge. You know, that's a big win there to get out of their scoreless. Um, you know, at, at the time, I knew I, I was a little bit out of sync and didn't feel great, so I was a little bit upset with myself, but getting out of that with no runs was huge. I think I saw a graph on the broadcast, just your pitch usage, I think more four seamers than like the cutters and stuff. Is that a matter of still trying to get the feel back to the cutter? Is it something you're trying to game plan differently for our teams now? Or Yeah, so the four seam is just analytically, is I've gotten a little bit more right on it and not as much run as I've had in the past. Um, so it's staying more true. And the cutters for me is just a little bit more of an action pitch kind of when I'm when I'm behind maybe. Um, but yeah, we just we just started throwing the four seam, and we liked the way that it looked. And the cutter had been getting a little bit big, so we we're just trying to find times to throw that cutter and get action. Uh, wins in five of the last six. You guys starting to feel momentum wise, sort of like what you guys were in the first half. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the energy's up. You know, we. I feel like we've got our mojo back, our our mentality back of just knowing someone's going to come through for us. If it's not early, it's late. You know, you guys saw tonight the three homers. You know, it's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, just the attitude, the attitude in the clubhouse and in the dugout is a lot, a lot better, a lot higher. I was with the birthday boy Josh Bell after the game. He hit a home run, which I humbly called when I saw him in the clubhouse. Let's hear that interview that starts right now. Hey, Steven Schramm is downstairs with the birthday boy, Josh Bell. Steven? Yes, we are, Kyle. We're here with the birthday boy, Josh Bell. And Josh, when uh, Kyle and I saw you in the clubhouse, you were eating, we came up to you, and I said, you hit a home run today. Yeah, you called it, huh? <laughs> what, what changed in the eighth inning? Well, um, like, like I was talking about last night, it, it starts with one big swing. Um, you know, slowly started off for us. Louie, believe it or not, we're right next to the uh, the bat uh, bat rack here in the dugout. He said, I'm going to hit a homer right here. You can ask uh, Brett. And uh, he said, I'm going to hit a homer. He said, oh, you don't have to. He's like, no, I'm going to hit a homer right here. When he hit it, I turned around, looked right at him. He was smiling at me, pointing. Um, and uh, our owner uh, called the next one. So uh, it, it was <laughs> wild. Um, a lot of fun. Been a long day. But our our First and foremost, our, our pitchers threw their tails off today. Um, Bullpen did an incredible job, and you know, allowed us the opportunity to win that game. Have you ever homered on your birthday before? <sighs> not that I remember. I remember some bad games on my birthday um, in the minor leagues, but not not one quite like this. This was this was a really fun one. Now this Astros team, obviously defending World Champions, but uh, what kind of lessons can you learn as far as having to have the urgency to play a clean game against these guys? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good test for us. Um, you know, we've been playing really good baseball as of late. Um, you know, a good team comes into town, and we, we know what uh, it's expected of us um, in order for us to win the game. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it's one of those things where if we play our level uh, of baseball, our brand of baseball, we can beat anybody out there, and we know that. Josh, happy birthday, and thank you very much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Kyle, back to you guys. Oh, I love him. I like that guy a lot. I, I love Kim for making those moves. I love this team. This is a lot of fun. Marlins win it 5-1. to one. We've got the totals after this on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. 
All right, right back at it at 641st pitch. The Marlins have an opportunity to win this series on Tuesday night. It'll be Christian Javier who takes on Johnny Cueto, a 641st pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 610. As always, let's flip the M together, Miami, and we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.